aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin across the line. Denny Hamlin will go back to back. You know, this one obviously would be special if I could win for many reasons, but mostly the history part of it, knowing that no one else has done it. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as Speed Weeks 2021 is here. On today's show, we're going to look at Denny Hamlin's chances to make history with a three-peat in the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. We'll also chat with Denny. We'll talk with Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. plus Christopher Bell, the four drivers that will challenge for a championship for Joe Gibbs Racing. We're also going to talk today with Bubba Wallace ahead of his debut with 2311 Racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. We're going to revisit last year's Daytona 500 and a whole lot more. But first, if you missed our Monday night show, our special edition of NASCAR Live, you missed a great one. We called it 2001 Speed Weeks, the week that changed NASCAR. And it covered all that Speed Weeks was 20 years ago. Here's a clip. Tony Stewart is going to win the Budweiser shootout of 2001. They keep making new versions of the Hans device, and uh, I'm actually getting a helmet fitted up for one right now. Coming down to the finish, though, it is Michael Waltrip trying to hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr. As I exited turn four, just what I thought was the case. You know, I, I could just see a big red car in my in my mirror and some dicing in the back, and I, I, felt, I felt like I was going off turn four to get the checkered flag, and and it was going to be the best day ever. In 463 tries, finally, Michael Waltrip is going to win. Dale Earnhardt gets turned sideways. He'll take Schrader. Earnhardt and Schrader are in the wall. It was probably the most influential race because Dale was our biggest star, and we lost our biggest star, and it really shook up everything when it comes to safety. That was our special edition of NASCAR Live from Monday night. In case you missed the show or you want to hear it again, MRN.com is your destination you can hear that show and all of the other shows. Coming up, we'll revisit the 2020 Daytona 500, and later we look at Denny Hamlin's opportunity to make history at this year's running of the Great American Race. 
This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The 2020 Daytona 500 seems like 100 years ago after the strange year we had last year. To refresh your memory, here's a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Drivers, this is President Trump, and it was an honor to open the Daytona 500. Have a phenomenal day. Have a great race. Be safe. God bless you. We love you. Lights out. We're ready to go. The 62nd running of the great American race, the Daytona 500. Eight cars away. Five away. Ready. Ready. Green, 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 green. Well, we've got a penalty already, and it was on Jimmy Johnson's team. We've got a too many men over the wall penalty, so we will have to drop to the rear. Go ahead and check your belts and your wheel for me, please, to make sure all is well. Clock of the William Byron gets third. He'll slide down to the inside of the racetrack. Matter of fact, he'll slam hard into the wall right at our feet. It's hurt pretty bad there in the front, Chad. Stenhouse set down to block the 10 and ran into us instead. Did William block or did he just swipe him? I think he kind of swiped him. Uh, I don't know if he was trying to save fuel or what, but the 47 got a big run towards us, and I don't know if we turned or if he turned us. First checkered flag of the Daytona 500 will be green and white. It's waving at the start-finish line, and Chase Elliott will get there first. In line, in line, in line, in line. Going to be fine. All good, bud. Good job, buddy. Nice work. The fuel is closed, so just watch your fuel and be ready for your switch. Coming. Up front, Denny Hamlin will score his first stage win here at Daytona. Look to the top. Top. Bottom's left coming. Bottom. Roll out safe. Roll out safe. Stage two winner, Denny Hamlin. Right in the middle of pit road, somebody has left one of the fueling cans. Not sure whose can that is, but there's a fueling can in the middle of pit road. Dylan Welch. Yeah, Posty Martin Shrex Jr. ran into it. That'll be all right, man. We'll get back there. Maybe this will be a blessing in disguise. Maybe we should just hang out at the back for a little bit if you think that's safer. The only opposite now. Yeah, I think we do that. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. went to driver's left. Blaney thought about a block, thought better, kept his car in the middle, and Stenhouse went below the double yellow line. And, and it doesn't matter if it's all four wheels. By rule, if you put the left side tires on the yellow paint and advance your position, you will be penalized. Black flag came out. Here's another black flag that's going to be put out again. Pass through penalty for passing below the yellow line. It's either crashing or not. Pass through penalty all the way through. Pass through next time. Pass through has to be next time. Jimmy Johnson looking to lead the Daytona 500, and he will do exactly that because a number of cars are going to come to pit road. Kill leader for 48. Five lined up in your mirror. All Chevrolets behind you. Keep it fast on the bottom. Therefore, I touched him with my left front fender. I'm not sure if we got any damage there. Yeah, we saw it. Looks good. Oh, no trouble back straightaway. Brad Keselowski gets turned, and the field is flying apart. Like the 10 hit us too hard. It looks pretty bad. It won't move. 
Yeah, you're sitting, uh, the rear tires are off the ground. It looks pretty bad, but we'll see what happens when we get it rolling. Love an effort today, boys. We'll uh, go get them next week. Thanks, everybody. Great run down there, guys. Great run. Front of the pack literally disintegrated. Jimmy Johnson is at rest over here at the entrance of turn number three. Keep trying to cycle it. Don't get out of the car yet until you get it fired. Yeah, don't get out. Tell me when I be... Can we get dragged or not? Yeah, we can get pushed. Let's get pushed if we can. Don't let them raise the hood. Do not let them raise the hood. They need to push you. I just said, you it's like the starter pit for We'll just get him to push you and get you to fire it up. Who else? What, who missed? Martin Truex Jr. Can we fix it? Stop. Here, we pretty straight. Can keep going. Keep going. Uh, I think I can keep going. I'm not sure how many flats I got, but I got it. I don't know. I guess I'll keep going. Switch gauges. I think I got all leak or something. Yeah, I think we just blew up. What's your oil pressure gauge say? Yeah, it's going down at 22 now. 21. Uh, 26. 28. Yeah, okay, wait. Tell you what, guys, I was looking at Kyle Bush's car. Originally said he had a right rear tire going down. I believe I was wrong about that. It looks like it's an engine for the 18 car. We saw the smoke coming out of the right rear corner. He slowed down, went to the apron. The smoke is pretty heavy. I don't think it'll make it. Go off. 10 more. 10 more. Don't oil the track now. Priest to the outside of Hamlet and you're crashing. Legato is in it. You okay? Yeah. Get my breath. Yeah. I'm coming to you. I'm all around here. Yeah, make sure you have brakes. Make sure you have brakes and everything. It's pretty bad on the right side, guys. You got to pick up for sure if you got to jack it up. Get some tires on here and cross the line. I got a lot of damage. I mean, I've KO'd it. I hit a ton. Checkered flag is waving at the start-finish line. Who will get here first? Newman down. He's going to get turned. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin across the line. Denny Hamlin will go back to back. Keep coming. Side draft, side draft, side draft. Hell yeah! We got it! Holy f***, you're the damn man. You are the Daytona King, my friend. Nice work. Yeah! We got it! I hope the six is all right. Bad wreck, but we got it, man. No doubt a very scary moment for Ryan Newman that thankfully turned out okay with him leaving the hospital just a few days later. And that win put Denny Hamlin as the fourth driver on a very special list. Coming up, we look at Denny's history at the Daytona 500 and what he has the opportunity to do this year. And later, we'll speak with the driver himself. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. If Denny Hamlin has his way and wins his third Daytona 500 in a row, history will be made. No other driver has ever done it in the history of the Great American Race. Here to tell us more about the history he's already made is our very own Kurt Becker. The Daytona 500, NASCAR's crown jewel that slips through the fingers of so many. Win this race and they call you a star. Win this race and you are part of history. A handful of drivers are fortunate enough to capture victory more than once, and even fewer are able to do it back-to-back. Denny Hamlin became one of those few in 2020, winning his second consecutive Daytona 500. Drafting help from Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin is back to third, Chris Buescher fourth. Does anybody have anything left for the race leader? Ryan Newman all turn four. Checkered flag is waving at the start-finish line. Who will get here first? Newman down, he's going to get turned. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin across the line. Denny Hamlin will go back-to-back. Newman flipping across the start-finish line. Uh, In the end, it's the Daytona 500, and you want to do everything you can to win, and uh, everyone was battling for it there, so uh, we just ended up on the right side of it. It was his third 500 overall. 
the first coming in 2016. Denny Hamlin throws the block, does Matt Kenseth, he's out of shape, here comes Martin Truex Jr. to the bottom. Checkered flag waving at the start-finish line, who will get there first? It's Truex on the inside, Hamlin on the outside, and too close to call! Denny Hamlin showing up as the race winner. The second in 2019 was an emotional win for the Joe Gibbs organization. Off turn four for the final time. Denny Hamlin's trying to block all lanes. He's to the outside, to the inside, to the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. J.D. Gibbs was very, very special to you, winning the first race out since we lost him on January the 11th. Can you put that in perspective? Uh, I really can. I mean, I to have his whole family here is super special to me. It's hard for me not getting choked up because I've been choked up about 100 times about it, but just to have you know melissa and all the kids here is just great and joe and his whole family for everything they've done for my career and and uh, bring them back to victory lane again it's just amazing hamlin became the fourth driver in nascar history to score consecutive daytona 500 victories richard petty was the first to do so with back-to-back wins in 1973 and 74 heartbroken buddy baker walks to the garage richard petty wins the daytona 500 the first man to ever win it four times the second 1974 NASCAR Grand National Championship stock car race is history. The winner of the 16th annual Daytona 500 is Richard Petty. He drove the whole running way in his red and blue STP special. Cale Yarborough did it in 1983 and 84. As they come to the stripe, it will be Cale Yarborough the winner. Bill Elliott will finish second. Yarborough pulling away. Here comes the charge from turn four. Can anybody do anything? Cale is gone. He'll win the Daytona 500, but the battle is for second right now as Earnhardt squeezes past Darrell Waltrip. And Sterling Marlin accomplished the feat in 1994 and 95. Sterling's got a car length and a half, trying to put a dream behind him. He will win his first Winston Cup race. He tried since 1976, and Sterling Marlin has won the Daytona 500, his first Winston Cup victory. Earnhardt, two car lengths behind. Here they come to the checkered flag of the Daytona 500. Sterling Marlin in command. Sterling Marlin will take the middle groove right through the trial Earnhardt is not close enough to make a move. Sterling Marlin is a repeat winner of the Daytona 500. But in 2021, Denny Hamlin has the opportunity to put himself in a class of his own, win the Daytona 500 for the third year in a row, and become the first driver in NASCAR history to do so. Hamlin's chances are strong. The last two seasons, he's proven he's still got what it takes to win, scoring six wins in 2019 and seven in 2020. A win would also give him his fourth Daytona 500 victory in total. He would tie Cale Yarborough with that number and would trail only Richard Petty, who won the Great American Race a record seven times. I, I'm the odd man out there. I, I don't belong. I don't belong with any of those guys' names. Uh, those are uh, legends of our sport. Uh, obviously, Hall of Famers, and they they just uh, those are guys that. Uh, you learn from. You know, I'm just a student. Those guys are the teachers. Whether they root for car number 11 or not, NASCAR fans will be waiting to see if Denny Hamlin can accomplish something no one else has with a third consecutive Daytona 500 victory. Very true. Regardless if you're a Denny Hamlin fan or not, it's not every day we get to watch a driver accomplish something no one else has done before. We'll all be watching to see if Hamlin can get the fourth Daytona 500 victory, and you can hear live coverage here on MRN beginning at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Coming up, we'll chat with Denny and later his teammate, Kyle Busch. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. 
the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. With all this chat about Denny Hamlin winning the Daytona 500, let's catch up with the man himself and our Kim Kuhn. Denny, you are exploring team ownership for the first time in the Cup Series. Has it been more or less stressful so far than you imagined? Uh, it <laughs> depends on the day. Uh, I have good days and I have stressful days. Uh, sleep has been hard to come by. Uh, for me, it's just hard to turn my brain off. Um, it's, it's setting a time where I'm like, okay, I'm done working today. I'm done with emails. I'm done calling. I don't know when that time is because it's at all hours of the night uh, right now. But, you know, we're doing a really good job and the team's doing a great job of getting prepared. And for me, it's just more paranoia of like, what have we forgotten? Like, I, you know, I just don't want to show up to the racetrack and I don't know, not have a car cover if it rains. Like, it's like, what have we forgotten? Because, you know, truly this is a, a new team that's uh, getting built from the ground up. You can definitely see and hear the excitement when you talk about it. And, you know, great opportunities are hard to come by and hard to earn in this sport. And a new team is a great opportunity. So what was it like for you to be able to bring Bubba into the fold and tell him that he gets a shot with this team? Well, it was, it was a great opportunity, uh, you know, for him. And, and to me, this is, you know, the best opportunity he's ever had in the, in the cup series or in racing in general. Uh, you know, he's going to be with a team that's got a great affiliation in Joe Gibbs racing, uh, great opportunity with the, the ownership with Michael. Um, we got some great partners that are going to be with us for this entire year. And, you know, you know, the, all the pieces of the puzzle are there. It's just, you know, it, again, we're, we're, we're trying to build, a castle and we're, we're still building the foundation, you know, so it's, uh, it's going to be a learning process. It's, you know, him integrating into the JGR type of system that I've always been accustomed to and, and teaching that to him, uh, the preparation in which I go through, um, the studying that I do, you know, there's a lot of different things that I feel like I can help him in his learning curve for learning the system that I want to implore on the steam. Even though you're diving into team ownership you aren't giving up driving just yet so how do you think being an owner might help you become an even better driver and and vice versa yeah i mean there's a lot of things that i'm still learning i mean as a driver i, I continue to try to find any weaknesses um statistically or any weaknesses i feel like i need to to get better at uh there's certain tracks i feel like i need to really work on to get better at um and, and so i think you know 2020 was a unique year that I felt like every race track I went to, I got a great shot to win. And, and we most of the time contended for the win each and every week. Um, as a road course driver, I want to continue to get better. I, I deem myself kind of a third to fifth place guy skill-wise on the road courses. So I want to, I want to, I want to become the best. So I've really got to work on it and, and figure out uh, how I can be better. So, you know, to me, ultimately my success with the 11 car and Joe Gibbs racing is the best thing that my team could get. You know, me staying relevant, stay winning is, is the best asset that that, that uh, 2311 team can have. The Great American Race, just a few weeks away, and you're looking for your fourth win overall, third straight. How would a win this year for the third straight time be different than the others? Well, it's history from my standpoint. It's, it's something that's never been done. Um, I, you know, I... 
I always think, you know, I can't believe that I've won three, but also can't believe all the ones that I've let slip away in the last eight years. <laughs> and many times where I've controlled that final restart and, and not won, it's just been, uh, it's been amazing that the run really in the last probably seven, eight years that we've had uh, at the Daytona 500. So, you know, this one obviously would be special if I could win for many reasons, but mostly the history part of it, knowing that no one else has done it. Your oldest daughter, Taylor, recently turned eight. Looking back to when she was first born, how have you changed as a dad or even as a person over the last eight years? Well, it's the patience. Uh, you got to learn the patience is the biggest thing that, you know, I can say that I've, I've gotten better at um, as a dad. I don't know if it's gotten better professionally, but I certainly <laughs> believe as a dad, I just understand, you know, what I deem not necessarily important uh, because it's, you know, Hey, I really want this, really want that. Like it's important to them uh, in their life at this time. So it's, it's understanding uh, from their perspective, um, you, know, you know, as a dad, just being patient with them and trying to mold them into the person that you want them to be in the long run. When we were talking about team ownership, you mentioned being able to impart wisdom on Bubba and teach him things. Being a father, do you think that inevitably has helped you have the maturity to be a team owner? Yeah, I mean, I, I've spent 16, 17 years in this sport. Um, I feel like I know, uh, you know, a lot on the competition side. Um, I'm still learning all the other aspects. I mean, I've gotten crash courses on marketing, licensing, all the other little things that, that involve team ownership here in the last four to five months. But, you know, I'm learning as I go. Uh, I'm not claiming to, to know it all right now, but it's, it's something that I have a passion for to, to really uh, be heavily involved in this team day to day. And um, I, again, I like, I like the direction that we're going. Um, I hopefully uh, can build this into a tier one team over time. And um, it, it's just going to, it's going to, you're going to have to be open to new ideas. And so um, being able to mentor Bubba is that th one of the things that I think I'm going to enjoy is that, you know, I see his raw talent. I know he has the raw talent, but it's refining that talent and getting the best out of your day that I feel like I can help him with. You have a national endorsement deal with Domino's. And I think at this point, everyone has seen the commercial. I'm not going to ask about PJs. I'm going to ask, what do you order on your pizza? When you put an order in for pizza, what's on top? I'm plain. I, I like it. I like just pepperoni or, or cheese, but I, it's, it's just cheese and pepperoni for me. I don't get too fancy with the pizza even though uh, everyone tells me I got to venture outside the box. I just, I know what I like. And finally, how do you do it all? You're a driver, now you're a team owner, you're a, a dad to two girls, you have a, a golf league, a basketball league. Where do you find the time? I don't have any, I don't have any more. I like, I, I'm trying to think, of, you know, the other day I was like, I can't remember the last time I sat down on my couch in the afternoon. Like I just, I don't have as much time, but I, I also enjoy staying busy. I like, you know, a schedule. I like, um, getting stuff done. I'm good at being able to, um, adjust and shift my focus as needed to the things that need, need attention. You know, the, I sense the urgency on something and I, and I go to work on it and, and I enjoy putting in the work and seeing the results from it. So, you know, for me, a goal this off season was to work really, really hard on this team in the off season. Um, and then once we got to February 1st, okay, I've got to work on myself and where where I need to get better on track and find all those things and really go to work and, and get ready and geared up for 2021. 
Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we'll check in with Denny's teammates, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Christopher Bell. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Kyle Busch definitely did not have the 2020 season he was hoping to have after earning his second cup championship in 2019. But as Alex Hayden points out, a few changes could lead to success. Joined now by Kyle Busch from Joe Gibbs Racing, the 2015-2019 NASCAR Cup Series champion. And Kyle, we'll start right off the bat. You're going into 2021 with the new crew chief on the box. How quickly can you guys get up to speed on your communication? Well, I don't know. I'd certainly like to think it could be right off the bat here going to Daytona, but, um, you know, you never know. So, obviously, I've been working with Ben for the last few years, uh, since 2015, as a matter of fact, when Adam Stevens came on. He was our lead engineer for four years, and then he moved over to the Xfinity shop, and uh, I ran with him in seven of my Xfinity Series races that year. We won five of them. So, uh, I feel like we've got a pretty good uh, chemistry and a pretty good way of being able to communicate with one another so far. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to the opportunity of, um, you know, working with him on the cup side again and hopefully being able to return the 18 M&M's team all the victory lane. No question. Ben Bayshore will be leading the charge as the crew chief for Kyle Busch. And how gratifying is it to, to watch your son now go to victory lane. And, and not only that, but he's, he's handling himself like a seasoned veteran pro, whether it's on a microphone or behind a camera for social media, whatever the case may be. How gratifying is that as a father? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's really, really fun. You know, he, he obviously watched it. We took him to the track the first time just to kind of check it out, see if he liked it. He, he liked watching it, and he was like, can I drive one? And we are like, okay. So we borrowed a guy's car. And uh, we let him race around and practice for a few times and then let him race a couple times. And then we bought him his own car. And since then, he's been running and, and winning in his own age group. You know, you have the, the five to seven-year-olds that he can win with. And then you have the, the seven to nine-year-olds that, that are a little more older, a little more intimidating, if you will, the, the, the better ones. And so he can hold his own with those guys. But you, when, when they start getting around in a pack, he'll kind of check up and, and fall back because he's a little nervous. Of, he's been crashed a couple times, so he's a little nervous of wrecking, um, which is good. You know, he's not just out there like some of the other children that are just crazy. They're balls to the wall. They're bouncing through the infield. They're up to the wall. They're running into each other. They're spinning out. I mean, it's, we, we've got a tame one. We just have to, uh, to work with him a little bit. Do you find it as a father where he's able to listen to you or once – to listen to dear old dad and the advice you have or because there's a lot of kids out there myself included that that my old man would try to give me some advice and be like ah, okay I, I'll figure it out does Brexton listen to you yeah so I'm guilty of that as well too you know I, I listened to my dad a lot but then there were certain things where I was like yeah whatever I got this you know I, I don't need to hear it from you you know so um but no he's um he listens well so I, I have an in-car radio I, I use a headset and a radio and I talk to him and he can hear what I'm saying and uh, when I describe things and I talk to him like, hey, move up your line on the straightaways, get lower in the turns, you know, drive off into the corner farther, a little bit deeper before you turn in, you know, and all that stuff. You tell him those things and, and he starts to do it and he starts to pick up on it. He can listen and, and, and do what you're telling him to do. Now, he might forget and go back to his, his own driving style and his own ways, but then you kind of remind him and he gets back into it. And so you kind of teach him like, hey, man, the things I'm telling you, when you're driving by yourself, when I'm not there, when I'm not allowed to be on the radio with you, you need to have in your mind that you can tell yourself to do those things, to remember to run the right lines. And so he's, he's pretty interesting. You know, I asked him at 
point blank. My actually Samantha asked him, she goes, Hey, do you want uncle Greg to talk to you? Do you want dad to talk to you? Or do you want somebody like Kyle Larson to talk to you? And he was like, no, I want my dad. So I was like, okay, I feel good there. Where does the drive come from that you've done just about everything you can possibly do in, in NASCAR racing? Where does that drive come from to still want to get behind the wheel and go get more? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the, the biggest thing I have is, is time on my side. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 35, whatever, but, um, you know, a lot of guys go into 43, 45, Kevin being kind of on the upper spectrum of the, of the 44, 45 range. So, um, you know, I feel like there's still a good 10 years left at least. I'd love to be competitive that long. There's a lot of young, young guys that are coming up and obviously getting better. And Chase most notable probably after winning his championship this year. So, um, you know, but there's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to still be accomplished. There's, there's now, um, you know, uh, uh, more racetracks on the circuit. You got to win, you got to check off the list, um, you know, winning the Daytona 500, obviously. So, I think there's going to be a continuation of an influx of new tracks as years to come here. So um, I don't think it's ever going to get uh, dull or, or slow for the drive to try to win at every single track I've been to, which I try to do in the super late model ranks. You know, I've, I've been to about every track I've been to. I think I've won at, there might be a few that, uh, that I've not quite scored to win at yet, but I've been close. And so I, I still got to go back and tackle those. Kyle, finally, it, it seems that, you and obviously your entire family, Samantha, Brexit, you guys have all embraced social media and having a lot of fun with it. Who's the one behind that? Who's driving that? Is that something that you're wanting to do, whether it's you dancing through the, the camera or is, is this something that's driven by Samantha? How is this coming about? Yeah, I appreciate you call that dancing. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think, uh, no, Samantha's definitely the push on that. She, um, she obviously is, has got her brand. I've got my brand. And when we tie those brands together, we're, we're pretty successful and, and have a great story to tell. And, you know, it's funny. We were, um, we were doing the whole racing thing or looking at the racing thing with Brexton. And, and she was like, oh, boy, here we go. And, and sent out a picture, I think, of Brexton's race car or something like, hey, his favorite colors are green and orange if there's any sponsors out there. And lo and behold, there's people knocking on the door wanting to sponsor Brexton all through social media, you know. So there's a, there's a tool there. When you utilize it properly and, and do the right things with it, it can be successful for you. Thanks, Alex. Coming up, Martin Truex Jr. and Christopher Bell. Plus, later, we check in with Bubba Wallace. Wheelan would like to recognize MRN veteran broadcaster Dan Hubbard. He is the Wheelan Crew Member of the Week. According to Woody Kane, Dan's humor and wit are a welcome addition to a race weekend. A little-known fact about Dan is that he does the best Jackie Stewart impression, or I should say Sir Jackie Stewart, the former Formula One champ, and it's just fantastic. If, if we're, uh, there's some silliness going on on the truck or whether it's about lunch or whatever, suddenly he'll just go into a Jackie Stewart impression about, oh, I don't like the hot dogs or something like that, whatever it is, but it is great. If you ever see Dan, get him to do Jackie Stewart for you. It'll change your life. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Martin Truex Jr. is looking forward to 2021 with the hopes of a better outcome than he and his team had in 2020. Alex Hayden chatted with the native of Mayetta, New Jersey. Joined now by Martin Truex Jr. from Joe Gibbs Racing. And Martin here, 2021, after you look back at what was just an odd 2020 season, basically from, from top to bottom, 
only one win, uh, obviously, and that was at Martinsville Speedway. But when you look at the first seven races here of 21, the Daytona 500, the Great American Race, then you're racing on the road course at Daytona. You got the mile and a half at Homestead, the mile and a half Las Vegas, Phoenix, which is where the championship race will be yet again, uh, the mile and a half Atlanta, and then a dirt race at Bristol. Those are the first seven races. Give us an idea where your strengths and weaknesses are going to be in these first seven races of the season. Well, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I feel like we'll be strong everywhere. Um, you know, certainly uh, Daytona's, you know, a little bit of a crapshoot, um, you know, just based on history for us. It's been uh, been a tough one to finish. Um, you know, definitely looking forward to the road courses, looking forward to Homestead, Phoenix, a uh, little shaky there. Uh, Vegas, obviously really good. Uh, Atlanta, obviously really good. Homestead should be a good one for us. So, I mean uh, – Really, I feel like we'll be we'll be right there. Bristol Dirt. I'm not real sure what to think of that one yet. It's um, I don't think anyone really knows what to think, but uh, certainly the guys with dirt experience are going to be heavily favored, and and I'm not one of those. So um, it's going to be a learning curve, but uh, it's one I'm looking forward to, and and obviously the road courses. I always look forward to going to those. So based off of some of the things we all as a sport learned in 2020. Some of those same types of things are being applied to 21. You mentioned the no practice. We're going to have a majority of our weekends again where there's not going to be some practice there. Obviously, I think I know where you stand on that. You understand that's part of the game. It's the same for everybody. But some of the new things that we're seeing, the more road courses, the now that Auto Club Speedway of Southern California is not on the schedule, we're going to the Daytona Road Course instead, a lot of these changes we're seeing – are these changes that, that you feel like are going to be beneficial to you or some that may be a bit of a detriment, kind of like what you said with the no practice? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. You know, I think it just depends um, on how we do at each of those tracks. I think, you know, um, you know, certainly we have the ability to run good everywhere to, to win races everywhere we go. We've shown that in the past, but uh, it's a new season. Things change, you know, and uh, we'll just have to see, you know, generally I, I, think the added road courses are are a bonus in our category um but you never know there are tracks that i've never been to and 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 we'll have to figure those out as well as a team so uh opportunities though really i mean you look at new places um you know it's always an opportunity to to do something well and and figure out a place that uh that you didn't know you were good at hopefully so uh i i just i look forward to it. i think it's exciting it's fun to do new things and to change it up and um, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that excitement of the unknown, I guess, and, uh, and going into some new territory. With Sherry's battle that, that's ongoing and, and maybe not the season that you were wanting to have coming off of that a year ago, throw in the fact that this is arguably the most competitive motorsport series in the world. As a driver that's beginning, what, your 18th full-time season here in, in the NASCAR Cup Series, how do you maintain that laser focus that, that it requires to be at this level? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think for me, it's kind of natural. I just do, I do, um, you know, the kind of whatever, just what feels right. And that's become kind of a routine over the years for me and the way I work with my team and, you know, my crew chief, my engineers and all those things. Um, you know, it's really not something I change a whole lot, uh, especially, you know, really the past, uh, you know, the past handful of years when things have been going well. And so, um, yeah, we'll just we'll see what it brings. But I mean, I'm I'm you know excited, and, and anytime there's um, you know opportunity to to go out and race with a great team with great partners, and and you know at the end of the day have a chance to uh, win races and put yourself in a in the championship equation, that's what it's all about. So as long as I can keep doing that, I'm going to be here. Um, 
you know, giving it all I've got and, uh, and trying to enjoy myself at the same time. Thanks, Alex. Christopher Bell is beginning his second season in the NASCAR Cup Series. But first, directly with Joe Gibbs Racing, Kyle Rickey had the chance to catch up with C. Bell. Christopher Bell here. You're transitioning back to Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, has it been an easier transition, though, since you've kind of been a part of the family uh, all, all along? Yeah, I would say this offseason's definitely been a lot easier than last offseason. Uh, last year was just getting acclimated to a new group, new uh, way of doing things. And um, kind of this year, it's been welcome back home. And, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Looking at your numbers from last year, a couple top fives, seven top tens. What was your, your biggest takeaway from your first full season in the NASCAR Cup Series? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's just experience, right? Just being able to get experience with this rules package, um, getting accustomed to the, the high downforce stuff on the big tracks and the low downforce stuff on the short tracks, which the low downforce stuff really related to the Xfinity cars. So that was uh, very similar, and, and that helped me out a lot. But definitely the high downforce stuff was completely different than what I've been doing the last couple of years. And um, just getting some seat time with that, and I think that'll uh, really help out going into 2021. A lot of hearing your name a lot as far as drivers that uh, we're going to see in the winner's circle this year. Not sure if you're hearing the same rumbling, but is it if you are, is it a welcome pressure knowing that you're going into your second full season with a team that predominantly has won most of the races here these last three or four years? Yeah, I'm just really excited about it, man. It's a great opportunity for me, and I know I've got uh, a lot of expectations, and you know I'm I'm excited to try and put those in front of me and, and go after them, man. You know, I think uh, everyone on this group is expecting to win and, and wants nothing else than to win. A lot of changes on the 2021 schedule uh, from what we saw a year ago, some new racetracks and some new layouts. I assume the dirt track race in Bristol is something that you have circled on your calendar. Yeah, it's going to be different, but I'm, I'm excited about it just because I should have an advantage going there. Um, it's going to be completely different than anything that the, the cup series has seen in a while. I think everyone's kind of expecting it to be a lot like the Eldora truck race. And uh, yeah, it's going to be something new. That's for sure. What about some of the other tracks, the road course at Indy uh, and, and places like Nashville and Coda, uh, you know, you're ready to go road racing a lot this season. Yeah. I I've actually learned to enjoy road racing um, over the last several years. And I'm really excited to go to road America. That'll be a really fun addition to the cup series schedule. Uh, I've got some laps there in the Xfinity cars, which should help as well. And when you're not in the cup car, how much dirt racing are you going to be able to do this season, if any? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, definitely putting the cup series first and foremost. Uh, as far as the extracurricular stuff, I'm not sure how much I'll get to do. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll check in with Bubba Wallace. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do... Bubba Wallace is set to debut with a brand new race team, 2311 Racing, and there's a lot of excitement about it. Kim Kuhn sat down and chatted with him. We are less than a month away from you making your debut with 2311 mm -hmm. Racing. How does the excitement level compare to other big moments of your career? Uh, I don't know if I've been this excited in a really long time. Um, just a wonderful opportunity that I'm ready to capitalize on. We, got, we have the right people in place. We have the right uh, resources in place. The partnerships are there with, with Toyota, with JGR. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to get going. When the opportunity was first put in front of you, what was your very first thought? <laughs> this is, uh, 
this is an opportunity I've been waiting for. And, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I was actually able to see uh, the schedule for all of our sponsors. And there was no blanks. It's awesome. Great partners. Got to be a good feeling. A new team is a lot of work, though. So how do you channel that excitement as a tool instead of it getting in the way of your focus? Yeah, I think, you know, it takes a lot for me to get excited. So, um, like I said, this is this is a really cool deal for me, but also know there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's a lot um, that is upon my shoulders that a lot of people are looking up to me to be able to carry. And uh, I'm ready to deliver that, ready to provide you know, everything that I can give it my 200% effort each and every day, each and every time, you know, we've had some time on the sim these last couple of weeks. So that's been really good, really beneficial for everybody involved. And, and so I, um, I know the task at hand, I know how important it is and what we have to do. So as much as it's getting through the growing pains and whatnot, we still have to go out and run, run races, do the best that I can eliminate our mistakes and um, walk away with really good finishes. Michael Jordan will undoubtedly bring some new eyes on the sport and hopefully some new fans. What's your message to the new faces watching the sport specifically because people who don't follow NASCAR might not realize how hard it is to win and to do that in your first year and not to say that you can't, or you won't do that, but how do you kind of set people up for realistic expectations? Yeah. Well, for a lot of people out there, their, their expectations are already set no matter who you are and uh, you'll never change their minds. But for us, we just got to go out and be competitive and do better than what, what I've done in the last three years um, with which, which shouldn't hopefully be a problem. We can go out and uh, compete to our highest level and uh, learn from our, uh, our, our Toyota teammates there over at JGR and, and figure out how we can put our best packages together and uh, put our best foot forward to go out and compete and do well. So, uh, expectations for us are to make the playoffs. Um, I was talking with, uh, with Mike from DoorDash and I said two wins this year. So I got, I got a lot to live up to. MJ sent you a congratulatory text when the announcement was made and everything was final. At that point, did you have his number in your phone? So did you know who it was? And mm-hmm. then do you also save that text? Yeah, I have, uh, I have that text saved. I didn't screenshot it, but my messages don't delete um so that that text in there but i did not have his number saved and so it was one of the many that i had had that night um that was unknown number and i was just excited to do this uh ready to go mj and i was just like that's cool yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you're a guy who doesn't seem to be afraid to show and to share his emotion we've gotten to know you, know you, it feels like on a different level throughout your NASCAR career. So what do you think the emotions are going to be when you're on the pre-race grid for the first time with 2311 racing? Yeah. So it's going to be a lot to take in. You know, I think I wish everything was back to normal uh, with this COVID pandemic. Um, but, you know, there's going to be certain protocols in place. So it's going to have a different vibe for sure. But still going to be able to take all and take all the sights and smells in whatever it may be from your, you know, Daytona 500 experience, but just enjoy the moment, you know, and that there's a new opportunity, a new beginning, really um, take it out for what it's worth and, and uh, go out and have some fun. That's all you can do. Speaking of new beginnings, it's inauguration week. And I was scrolling through Twitter and you had a thoughtful tweet during the inauguration in part mm-hmm. saying that today is a huge day for so many. Why was that day huge for you specifically? 
Well, I think just change and, and a lot of people were, were looking forward to change uh, there as a leader in our, in our nation. And, and uh, you know, sitting there talking to Amanda about it, she was super emotional yesterday uh, from just being a woman and seeing Kamala Harris, you know, being the first vice president, female vice president, super cool. Uh, and so I could understand, I can, I can relate to those, those moments and, and her, her passion behind it. And uh, I thought that was pretty special. So, uh, you know, like I said in my tweet, change is scary. You don't know what to expect and, and whatnot, but, you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride. Try to enjoy the ride as bumpy as it may be. Mm-hmm. Got to get through it. Got to get through it. You took an epic vacation out west over the off season and gosh i was so jealous but loved seeing all of the photographs you had what was the most special part about the trip i think just being able to get away you know spend time with with amanda spend time with uh with asher get him kind of used to the road life he's not a fan he's not a fan when the bus is in motion (laughs) uh he's uh i think we haven't taken him anywhere well amanda took him down to charlotte but um you know he kind of gets psyched out when he's in the car now he's like is it another road trip you know, so it's, it's fun, you know, getting him used to everything. Um, but just kind of getting away. I was, I was away for three weeks, basically didn't have a thing to do, but enjoy the sights. I drove the whole way. Um, that was a lot of fun. I didn't think I would, Amanda gave me a week before I was like, before we were going to fly home and, and get the bus shipped back home. But I, I love driving. I'm a huge fan of that. So I'm already looking forward to the next trip that we'll have. What do you think the single best photo you took was or your favorite? Um, man, we, we, we had a lot of them. Um, Asher, Asher loves, he loves the beach. So we weren't at a beach, but we were at the White Sands National Park, which looks like a beach just without the water. Um, and he loves it. And so getting pictures of him uh, running around, his face covered in sand, I thought those were pretty cool. And they turned out really good too. Um, But yeah, I think those were it. Thank you, Kim. Here's our broadcast schedule for Daytona International Speedway and Speed Weeks 2021. The Bush Clash, obviously Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have a busy Wednesday for you with cup practice at 12.05 p.m. Eastern. Later on Wednesday night, Daytona 500 qualifying at 7 Eastern. Thursday, we'll have the Blue-Green Vacations Duel at Daytona, 6 Eastern. Friday, it'll be the season opener for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. The next era Energy Resources 250 can be heard right here on MRN at 7 Eastern. Then on Saturday, we've got four broadcasts for you. Two cup practice sessions, one at 9.30 a.m., the other at 12.05 p.m. We'll also have doubleheader race coverage for you. We'll have the Arca Menard Series Lucas Oil 200 driven by General Tire at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then it'll be the NASCAR Xfinity Series season opening Beef, it's What's for Dinner 300, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And then on Sunday, it is the 63rd running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500 Motor Racing Network on the air, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Folks, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. We'd like to thank Denny Hamlin for joining us. Also, our thanks to Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, and Bubba Wallace. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you as well for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. 
Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Julian Council, and Rich Cobra. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.